sitting uh, waiting for you to, to get back uh, or to get to City Minor, to, to, to City Minor. And while I was waiting for my, the rest of my family to show up. Because we drove separately. Because we drove separately. I decided to go grab a bite to eat. Mm-hmm. And when I'm there, just sitting at a, uh, a local um, <laughs> a buffalo chicken place. I mean, it's a restaurant that caters to wings in many different spicy flavors. <laughs> yeah. But really, it's only three flavors. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, yeah. And anyways, the two men sitting beside me, they're younger than me, obviously. Um, I don't want to say obviously because they don't know. I mean, number one, it's not obvious because I wasn't there. And number two, isn't everybody younger than you? Yes, correct. Um, so these two, uh, young gentlemen were engaged in conversation, uh, heated, heatedly about guns. Okay. And uh, when to fire and how to fire and uh, types of weapons and uh, what things are used for and not used for. And and it sounded like they were training to be um, law enforcement. They were training to be law enforcement or they they were law enforcement. Okay. Are you sure? Because I know the town that you were in. And there's just gun enthusiasts there. Yeah, and there could have been that. And they were very, for one, I was taken aback by how young they were and how enthused they were about guns. So that was a little bit scary. Like, boy, you guys aren't... No, I grew up in that town. That doesn't surprise me a bit. Yeah, so like the just the the, the exuberation, the... uh, uh, ad- animation about how excited this guy was over uh, trigger fire and how uh, how much pull there was on the trigger just felt like ee, you know that's disgusting <laughs> yeah in um in everybody has the right to to talk about that stuff and it's really I was the one being intrusive because oh, yeah. I was listening to a conversation I should have been listening to however the guy referenced me he looked. And he noticed I was eavesdropping. So he made a comment to his friend. Like, this guy over here, he's probably never shot a a weapon before in his life. Don't be a punk like him. Did you correct him? No, no, no. I did not correct him. (laughs) (laughs) So, friends, I was in the Army for 10 years. um, And my job in the Army was, like... Uh, I shot big guns, like from tanks. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> like really big ones. And, cannons. Uh, <laughs> and like yeah, really, 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 really big guns. <laughs> so um, most of the in in I'll digress here. You know what? Here we'll start the show and then I'll finish my story. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, come in, listen, and I hope you enjoy. It's time for shut up. I love you. You weren't even ready. I know. (laughs) By DNR. Thank you so much for finding us. This show happens to be about Dave Matthews Band, uh, buffalo flavored chickens, (laughs) and us. All of us, everyone. This is David. He is happily putting the D in DNR, and I am Rachel. Good morning, David. Good morning, Rachel. How was your week? Uh, my week was fine. My week was okay. Yeah, we had a great week. It, it, it was, it, yeah, we we traveled, did a little this, a little that. Um, a lot of great feedback on the rocks episodes. A lot of pe- a lot of people liking that one. So, and uh, a lot of great feedback on the store. So, if you have, I actually I got a new rock this weekend. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. and and please always, friends, don't forget summer of love. Go see our friends uh, at Tailgate Caravan. Stop by their website. Talk to them. Um, go get your sign. Start. Be part of the revolution. Be part of us. Uh, but but team uh, summer of love and um, 
stop off at the Matt Wadlave Love Foundation, take a picture of your sign, send it to them. They want to see everything. We want to see everything. Um, we're so grateful. Lots of uh, conversation about tickets. Uh, um, tickets landed this week. Uh, request went out this week um and uh and confirmations and in and whatever confirmation of where you're sitting at um a lot of people have those right now so that's great you know if you got we got actually denied three out of five shows um which whatever fine we'll we'll have to get tickets a different way um which is i know a guy It sounds like there was more declines than ever before. From what I, I don't have, understand that. Yeah, it's always been real easy for for tickets, and this year it just didn't like. There was just a lot of people. Anyway, declined. anyway, nonetheless, nonetheless, nonetheless. And um, please, thank you for listening to us and finding us. Please rate, review, subscribe. It means the absolute world to us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, and we're back. So you shot big guns. Yes. And you cannot lie. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so uh, a little side story here. When I came back from basic training, I lived in farm country. Podunk. Podunk. Yeah, I lived in Podunk. And uh, at, at Podunk, we had a big, um, not a big farmhouse, but we lived out in the country with an acre of land and like backed up behind a cornfield. So it was nothing for me and my buddies to go out back and uh, shoot a couple boxes of clay pigeons. We'd get the 12 gauge shotguns out with birdshot and a little, little clay pigeon thrower, and we'd throw pigeons for an afternoon and just sit and shoot. And it was fun. Like we had fun doing that. We, and we were young, you know, but I don't know that we were irresponsible. Uh, I guess the irresponsible part would be we would have a couple beers while we were doing it, but um, probably not the end of the world type stuff. I just remember when I got back from basic training, um, the first time I'm out back with my buddies again after shooting really big guns, I, I, I grabbed the 12 gauge shotgun and, and we're, you know, my friends start shooting and, and I'm shooting and, um, I just know, noticed how animated and excited they were about it. Like, yeah, this is awesome. You know, having fun. We're like, hey, shooting yeah, guns. yeah. And how I was just very, like very um it had the 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 military had numbed me on what one what the purpose of guns are they're a instrument of war they numbed you on that or they taught you that or they taught yeah so it became very like like the the, gun is definitely not a toy not that it was a toy before yeah but it's not for entertainment either yeah just the level of excitement i wasn't there and then i i hadn't had that and then plus uh the the style of weapon i was shooting the the 12 gauge shotgun i had shot like 50 caliber machine guns from the top of a tank uh, going 10 miles an hour downrange. This was like... Nothing. (laughs) 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 Yeah, as a woman, I can tell you I know that feeling. (laughs) So um, after that, my shooting, my recreational shooting, shooting has like died off yeah like i don't know that i go shoot for the fun of it um and i and i i understand if you have you as americans we have the right to do that you have a right to own guns and and keep the so i understand those things um i just don't i wish we had um better understanding of their use I guess. Anyways, that's a social issue, and we are not getting into Right, that's <laughs> not what you're getting at. <laughs> that's not what I'm getting Let's at. Let's go back to chicken restaurants. Okay, so the two guys, and a guy makes reference to me. So, of course, I, like, all right, I, like, I need to be super polite, but um, also let them guy let the guys understand like they were grossly mistaken about the assessment the guy made about me. Um, so I start talking to the bartender and we're talking. I was like, "Oh, you you're because he they were engaging the um, bartender with questions about this this." And I was like, "What are you law enforcement?" And he's like, "No, I train law enforcement and do little this little that." And I was like, "Oh, cool. Well, I was I was in the army and and I was on you know M1 tanks and and like talking." about like some of the cool stuff and all of those things 
And then the two guys shut up. <laughs> <laughs> About you not knowing anything. No, just in general, it got real quiet. It oh. went from being very animated... And then I started talking about disassembling and assembling a 50 caliber machine gun in two minutes. <laughs> and things blindfolded <laughs> in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> things just went like, whoa. <laughs> I mean, but here's the thing like, I hope, I, number one, I hope that they weren't law enforcement and being that callous. I don't know what word to use, that yeah. nonchalant about it. Um, but if they were, I hope that that helps them to see that you can't judge a book by its cover. Just oh, yeah. because you're looking at somebody doesn't mean you know anything about them. Yeah, I mean, and that's a lesson that we all should. You oh, know, agreed. You, yeah, you cannot. The, as a matter of fact, on the, the drive home today from City Minor, um, the girls were asking me about the story of the ugly duckling. Like, I guess it... I, I don't know. I mean, I remember that story from my childhood. It was told to me enough. I retained it that I know that I have read them the story because I have the book from my aunt. It's actually sentimental. It's the first book she got me when I was born. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know what she was trying to say. Maybe she thought I was an ugly baby. <laughs> I blossomed into a beautiful swan, though. Um, but... Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> Thanks, asshole. Um... But so I Dear told my them, beautiful <laughs> I told them the story and then like <laughs> I, I found the, the story on YouTube for them and played it for them again, just to reemphasize all of the important things. And you can't judge a book by its cover, you know, mm. beauty's only skin deep and all the things, whatever. But I mean, that also transcends into everything in life. I mean, no matter what the person, what are, whatever conversation you're having, yeah. whatever you're talking about, whatever emotions you're having, if somebody lashes out at you or something, any of those things, that's, it's really all about them you know, and the baggage they have. And yeah, where they've you been don't at. know. A, you just don't know. You don't know. You don't know anything. Like right. anything, once they leave your sights, you, you just don't know what happens to them. So, you know, just that that be nice and, and treat each other, you know. You know, and I, like, I was probably not, not that I wasn't nice to these guys, because I, like, I didn't end up not saying anything right. to the kids, whatever. I just said, I was just talking to the bartender. And there was a level of machismo there that I probably shouldn't have had. I, well, I, I, no, I understand what you're saying, but also, like, you're never going to see those guys again. Yeah. So, whatever. <laughs> yeah, correct. It's okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, un- un- understood. But it was oh man, just the way they were talking, just the the level of exuberance and excitement was just so. It just felt wrong. Yeah. Over that, yeah, it's it's. I will say it's fun to see people. Um, I don't know, geek out over the thing that they're passionate about when it's something positive. You know the and not that guns can't be a positive but there's there definitely needs to be a certain level of respect there and some people don't have that and that's frustrating yes it's they're not toys they're not things right it's not it's real entertainment yeah this is a very serious item and yes i understand that you have a right i am not saying you don't i I am saying i want you fully educated on all aspects please (laughs) yeah and everything about everything understand the the uh, the whole yeah we're talking life or death same with the car (laughs) like i yeah it's i'm not negating that there are other things in our world that have as much seriousness. Same with a car. You need to be fully educated and you need to respect in all the things. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Um, So we finished our show. Yeah. Like binged like that. We binged that show. Yeah. I mean, I know somebody who binged it in one day. Okay. It took us multiple days. For us, it was two and a half. I know somebody else who did it in two, but we did it in two and a half. (laughs) Yeah. But it was, I mean, there was a little bit of a letdown. Yeah. Not everything can be 100% perfect. I mean, I did marry you. (laughs) (laughs) But 
It was good. Yeah, it was good. It's still worth the watch. Yeah. Um, the finish kind of was like, oh. Uh, there was a couple things, <laughs> yeah. but. But I understand why and how, and we don't want to talk spoilers, so please, friends, right. um, we'd love to have the conversation with you. If you watch the show, reach out to us. We, we want to talk all about it, but we don't want to give away spoilers. How right. many kids are going to be named Bodie now? <laughs> <laughs> Probably Bodie. not very many. I mean, the show's not very popular yet. We'll so. see. There's time. You heard it here first, though. <laughs> <laughs> Bodie. <laughs> That's not a bad name. So, um, we had uh, friends reach out to us via social media and all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, Dave and Tim were at Mexico this week. So there was a, uh, some cool conversations going on there. Um, we had a couple people reach out about doing um, show uh, mm-hmm. like things. So yeah, there's a chance we may um, have uh, somebody in the in the, in the show here that has uh, a review mm-hmm. of what they've seen. So um, if so, we'll add it on after this. If not, (laughs) (laughs) that was really funny. (laughs) If not, we will continue on like we are doing right now. (laughs) Uh, But somebody um, posed the question on social media, and it was also posed to me before I even seen it on social media by your sister. Okay. Is... Dave and Tim in Mexico higher priority than going to see, say, uh, the full band at your favorite venue or at a venue you've never seen before. So uh, Dave Matthews being at Red Rocks. Okay. Or Dave Matthews being at the Gorge, like the full band at the Gorge. Is Dave and Tim in Mexico higher or lower on your priority list than going to do one of those things? It was, you're right. My sister did pose this question to you. And it was funny because you didn't say one or the other is more important. You answered it in a different way. And she stood there and translated to you what you said, giving you an answer. And you were (laughs) like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. (laughs) I mean, yes. Yeah. I agree. Full band at the gorge was probably my, yes. my bucket list type thing. Um, I've never seen Dave. I've seen Dave and Tim one time uh, live, um, but it, it wasn't in Mexico. Right. You know, in those three shows that the they put on this these this past weekend was they were phenomenal shows. Fantastic. Like, yeah, we got to watch some of them on Periscope. There wasn't. A thank whole, you. There wasn't a whole bunch. It's of okay. Periscope, I understand, okay. but thank, thank you. you. Thank you to all the Periscopers out there. If you're Periscoping, thank you. Thank you thank you we just cannot say it enough um but yeah the glimpses of the shows that uh parts that we got to watch and there's there's some cool things that happen on the stage don't listen to us about any of them we don't um there's watch a lot, it. You know, there's uh other guys out there doing uh talking about set list and and talking about what happened during the show and they're doing it better than us so we wouldn't we're never gonna try to do that that's not our thing um but for me um, going back to the question, yeah, I believe full band, uh, you know, um, I know there's a lot of people brought up, uh, uh, the difference between song list, uh, you get rare songs, which fine, you know, I don't know that I care about songs. That's you one- get different songs. Yeah. But it, uh, I guess it's the atmosphere. The vibe is, um, you know, uh, chiller. Uh, the Dave and Tim show that we went and watched, every, we I don't know that we left our seat at all. Every, like, I think everybody was sitting in their seat the whole time. It's They're very mellow. Well, yeah. we were indoors. Yes. We weren't outdoors. And yeah. yeah, everyone had a seat. There wasn't, like, the the floor area, the what you would call a pit. Everyone had a chair. Mm-hmm. And everyone's sad. Yeah. So, which was fine. And, and, uh, I guess I'm used to being up and dancing and that's part of the show experience for me, but I don't want to like, I, I never want to diminish anybody that, uh, if that's, you know, if that's your thing, then that's your thing. Um, I guess my comment is that, you know, DMB is uh, an emotional thing for a lot of people. So however you take in your emotions is the right way. Cause they're your emotions. They're not anybody else's. Feel your feelings. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it, I haven't come across anyone 
being negative about it. <laughs> so there is that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there is people that say that, oh, the song list in a live band show is the worst now. So they, uh, they don't want to go do them, which is fine. I, you know, I understand that point and I don't know that I can, you know, it's your feelings. If that's the way you feel, then I'm not going to diminish those. I mean, I don't know that I agree, but I'm, I'm not going to diminish them. So, and then, um, the second Dave topic here, and I don't want to spend too much time on it. Um, I told people we would do 20 minutes on this is, uh, is there ever a show that is so important for you to go that it would be worth filing a divorce for? Oh, I hope not. Oh my gosh, I hope not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, however, I mean, if I said, you know, Rachel, I want to go to the Vegas show. I'm going to buy us tickets. You came to me and said, David, we can't afford that. Let's let's not go. And I said, too bad, we're going. Uh, so it, it's not, it's not the issue of going to the show versus not going to the show. It's the issue of, um, monetary priorities. Okay. And I didn't really want to put money to it. Well, that scenario, that particular scenario, but I wanted it to be more of a, yeah, no, like if it was. Uh, not monetary scenario, but that weekend is our daughter's first ballet recital. Yeah. Okay. That, uh, that so let's do into, this scenario. So it's whether you're, uh, do you want to be a good dad or do you want to go to a concert? Yeah. Then it, you know, your priorities change. So that's definitely all about your priorities. It's as the a, priorities. Yeah. Um, so there is a thing that has happened. There is a thing that has happened in our lives uh, when it comes to a show, not Dave Matthews. So there's a band coming to town and I want to go so bad. Yeah. I want to go. Yeah. So I like everything else. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Cause <laughs> I want to go. And normally I like to have things planned mm-hmm. and in line before I say, yes, let's go to the show. This time I'm saying, buy the tickets, I'll figure it out. Yeah. So initially it looked like tickets are $500 a piece for yeah. nosebleeds. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do that. Yeah. We just like, I, I refuse. I'm sorry. I love you. I want to, co- I want to see you in concert so bad. Uh-huh. But that happened in my past. Yeah. That ha- so. Uh, years ago, I was pregnant with our first daughter. I was pregnant with the tree. Okay. And Billy Joel, who is one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. And Elton John, who is one of my mother's favorites, mm-hmm. were on tour together. Yeah. Tickets were $200 a piece. $400 to go see Elton John and Billy Joel with my mom. Yeah. And I was not willing to pay that much. Yeah. I mean... I- yeah, like I have a baby that money needs to go towards the baby. I have to buy diapers, whatever bullshit it is. I wasn't willing to do that. I am established in life well enough that if I said we are spending $1,000 to go see this band, we could do it. Yeah. I don't want to. Yes. it's There's a priority list or the priority. I'm not. Of- I don't pay $500 to go see Dave Matthews. Yeah. Uh, understood. We haven't been to Mexico yet, obviously. Yeah, because that's just not high up on our priority right, list. We don't right. find, like, you know, maybe I there's a chance that In we, the could future? Pro- we could do that. Oh. Um, you know, we probably... Oh, yeah, I'm sure we could swing it. Yeah. yeah. But it's just not high on our priority list. Right. There's other things that we want to do in our lives right now. Yeah. So uh, always in any kind of marital dispute, you have to um, communicate for sure, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I, I feel like I feel like that kind of boils down to there's other underlying issues there there's other things it's mm. not just it's not just the it's not just the concert it's not just right the, i mean if you are a horrible father you miss everything 
And here's one more thing that you're missing. That you're missing. Oh, finally to go oh, see. Good. Oh, you have to go to the concert. Miss your daughter's recital. I guess you know. Yeah. Um, you miss everything. I mean, if I if I'm a, a good dad and I coach my kids, you know, I'm at every baseball and softball game. I'm at every recital. It's okay gonna, to miss. So, Something. Yeah. It's okay to miss one. Yeah. It's not okay to miss the big ones. Yeah. Uh, okay. Not for something like that. I mean, define the big ones. Okay. Like the first ballet recital over uh, a band that you've seen multiple I mean, times. If it's their first ballet recital, it's probably a tiny four-year-old or four to six-year-old. And that's really bad ballet, ballet anyway. So nobody wants to see that. But you did. <laughs> Yeah, I, I went. <laughs> Friends, I went. <laughs> but you did, trust me, you didn't miss anything. I didn't miss anything. I remember it. <laughs> you probably remember it more than I do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was there. And when my kids come up to me when I'm 50 or however old and say, Dad, do you remember my first uh, ballet recital and i'm gonna say yeah i was there <laughs> i mean i was there i was there you know um there there wasn't a dave matthews band show in vegas that i really 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 wanted to go to um but yeah that's it's definitely a communication thing for sure and it's a priority thing you know where where's your priorities at and identifying those and being able to talk about them and compromise about those things you know like, if it's a deal breaker, like, you are headstrong about going to do this thing, at some point I have to compromise, right? I mean, in one way or another, yes. Yeah. You have to bottom line it. You have to say, okay, by doing this, this is what you're missing out, and this is why you're, I don't like this, you know? Yeah. And then once you get to the bottom line, those those problems maybe are easier to solve, uh, that depends on the people, ultimately. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. there are some people that once you bottom line it, like you're you're shining a light on something that they never saw before, and now they may say, oh, this is my exit. Like, I didn't realize it was that. This is my exit. Oh. So, eee. yeah. That doesn't feel right. Because, I mean... I, but we communicate. We work on things. Okay. Not I mean, everybody does. I mean, yeah, we said a while ago, like, this is our, this is it. We're not getting married again. So I am better, not getting married again. So we better flip and make this work. Yeah. This is why my sister's wedding is going to be phenomenal because I'm going to do all the things to her wedding that I wish I would have done to mine because I'm not doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> She's what? okay with it. <laughs> what? You're, um... I'm joking. Your, your wedding wasn't that good? My wedding was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see her top it. <laughs> so, um, we haven't had a moment, speaking of conversation, we haven't had a moment to catch up with each other. I mean, I talk to you every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, but it's been... Uh, the past couple weeks have been a go, 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 um, especially with the podcast, like everything's going. Um, we've had a bunch of guests on the show, which has been fun, but it just, what? honey, this is our life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? This is nothing new. We don't stop. You and I don't know how to stop. Yeah, but it's good to sometimes take a breath and relax and, you know. Smell the flower real quick. Yes, I've made that argument with you before. (laughs) (laughs) Smell the flower. (laughs) Just smell the damn flower. (laughs) Shut the fuck up and smell the flower. So, I don't know that you want to talk about this, but we had another tragedy. Uh, No, I debated, and I'm still not sure how I feel about it. Which, thankfully, this tragedy is not... So much a tragedy anymore right now. I don't know. Um, I mean, in the end, everybody's going to be okay. As far as we know. Yes. Yes. As far as we know, which, right. You know, everyone is on borrowed time. Everyone that is born is going to die. I understand. Um, 
my sister's two young children. We are talking one and a half and two and a half. Yeah, I've been telling people two and three, but yeah. Mm, yeah, were attacked by a very large dog. Mm. And um, I don't want to say they were both bit by a dog. They were actually both mauled yeah, by a dog. Yeah, multiple, there multiple bites, multiple surgeries. Um, a pretty scary moment yeah. for both the family. And, uh, I, and for her, family. I'm... I am so surprised about how strong she is. I mean, in when it comes down to it, she has to be. I, I don't know how else to say it. She's she's cried. She cried, um, which I think is very normal. But she's definitely been much more level-headed and conscious in the moment than what I would have expected. Mm-hmm. Um when she informed me initially, she even told me in a joking manner. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just floored about that. But it also, like, I'm glad that she's comfortable enough with me in the situation that she could do that. It's going to be okay. We are both so thankful. And we keep saying, I said to her tonight that it's hard to find positive words about this situation. But I'm glad that. As far as we know, at this point, both children are going to be just fine. Yeah. Um, you can argue with me all you want. I am an animal person. I am a pet lover. I love animals. That dog is being put down, rightly so. Mm. Yeah. And I'm glad that everyone agreed on that. It, the dog owners were the ones who suggested it, which makes it so much easier. Um, but the, the scarier things are that the one and a half year old, the one year old, um, had his head bitten, mm-hmm. which can be very scary. Yeah. And the two year old, um, her leg was so severe that, um, and these are the doctor's words because I, I thought I heard one thing and my sister corrected me, um, was millimeters away from losing her leg. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's scary. Like that's severe. That's life changing. Yes. Both of them, every surgeries and x-rays and cat scans and antibiotics and everything later. Um, it looks like everyone is going to be okay, even with minimal scarring. Yeah. You know, and, and yes, that's one of the things that we can definitely be thankful. Yes, for. I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful. And I they my sister owns two small dogs. It was a large dog that um this the incident was with. And the kids have been okay with the dogs. I was real worried about that too. And my sister's opinions are my children are more important than the dogs. If the kids are uncomfortable around the dogs, I'm going to get rid of my dogs, even though I've had them longer than my kids, but the kids have been fine around them. And like is much positive that can come out of the situation has. Yes. And yes, it's always good to see family rally and everybody reach out and, and the hugs and, and, you know, grateful how much that, you know, you know, when, when stuff like this happens that we all pitch in and and do our part to to help out. Um, so that being said, I didn't want to not tell my kids because my kids were going to see their cousins. Um, so there was going to be, oh my gosh, what happened to our cousins? So I sat my kids down individually, thankfully, and told them what happened. And I started with, they are okay. Everything is going to be okay. Your cousins were attacked by a dog. And um, both of them reacted exactly how I thought that they would react. And there was uh, a, a comment said, that there was a sentence said of, Man, these last couple months have just been so crazy. <laughs> and it really has. I've always felt like my life, our life has been rather drama free. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, everybody has ups and downs. We have, we've had life ups and like downs. Yeah, that's all around us for everyone. Agreed. You can't stop life. 
But these last couple months, oh my gosh. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Yeah. yeah, like I keep waiting for whatever the third bombshell is. Come on, bring it on. Let's do this. I've, I'm probably going to have to wait a couple months for it, though. <laughs> whatever it is. Do you have anything? I do, as a matter of fact. Um, so we did spend the weekend with my sister. Mm-hmm. And she got a new board game. Uh-oh. So is this a new bit? I it could be. Um, the board game is called Name Five Things. Okay. So you have teams. You can have up to four teams. Um, and I don't know how many people on each team. Whatever we there was four of us playing. There was my sister and I, and then my two kids. So um, initially. My sister goes, who's on my team? She was asking my kids and neither of them saying anything. So I went, me. And the kids were like, wait, that's not fair. <laughs> You're right. So somebody go yeah, beyond Ant's that. team, you know. Yeah. Um, but you go around the board and you have different categories and you have to name, give five answers in whatever the category is. Mm-hmm. And there were different things like name five presidents. You know, there's multiple presidents you can name. The first person to get to five wins. Yeah. Name five emotions. The first person to get to five wins. There's also like back and forth rounds. So you go until somebody can't name a thing. Name a color. And you go yeah. until somebody's stumped and can't name a color. So um, we did a thing where we were going back and forth. And we read the cards to the kids and the kids had to give the answers. So the next time the kids read the card and we had to give the answers and they told us the category was kid oriental websites. Okay. (laughs) And we're like, what? What? I don't even know what that means. There's no way we can do this category. We're going to have to skip it. Like, I don't even know where to begin. (laughs) I don't, I don't look up kid websites on my own. I don't know kid oriental websites. I'm not in the Orient. Oh my gosh, what do we do? So they set the card down to get a new card. It was kid orientated websites. (laughs) Which I can totally do because I know what websites I let my kids on. Yes. But it was just funny, like they read, yeah, they read what they thought they were seeing (laughs) and we're both freaking out like, what even is a Kid Oriental (laughs) website? I don't know. We have to skip this round. (laughs) Nope, that's not the category. (laughs) So it's just fun. We made, we made it fun, like playing adults and kids in a game and seeing it through the children's eyes. And we had a blast. When I was in uh, improv, we did a game uh, called Seven Things. Okay. Where you would think of, uh, you'd go around the circle, and, and the person next to you, you would one person would tell you uh, what the what what a ask you a question, and then uh, you would have to name seven things, like just obscure things, and then you would have to tell the next person a question, uh, whatever thing. Like I would say, um, name seven things that you want to put on your head and you would just name like seven hat hair tie color hair colorant hairspray mousse gel and i want to say not jizz can i say what i do not want to put on my head yeah yeah. okay not jizz and then i have to come back to you and say what um what whatever like what's your question like what's name David where you actually do a little dance after that you're supposed okay. to go that was seven things uh, you know yeah. and, anyways <laughs> and then I come yeah, back with yeah, you yeah, name, name yeah seven things you want to put on your wrist uh, it doesn't have to be like that or like seven things that you don't want to wake up to in the morning okay you know name seven things you don't want to wake up to in the morning. Okay. Like so you just go around in the circle yeah. and this is to make you quick thinking, Yaking. reacting, yeah. coming back with answers yeah. instead of having to stand yeah. there and contemplate in dead silence. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like the boogeyman, my five year old. Uh a big giant shoe. Um a light 
post. You're bad at this. <laughs> no, it's not. It's just the things that come to your head. Okay. <laughs> what do you think of when you... Um, what do, I don't want to see when I wake up, the first thing is... The... A dick in my face. <laughs> <laughs> you went there. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to see that when I'm waking up. Yeah, nobody does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's somebody out there. Uh, there's probably one person. <laughs> Okay, yeah, this is kind of like that. You have 10 seconds or 30 seconds, depending on the thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a good way to exercise your Imagination. Uh, fast, fast thinking. Yeah. It's all about uh, how quick you can say stuff and just say the thing and move on with whatever you sure. do. Sure. It's a, uh improvisation, uh, improv comedy trick, I guess. So what I'm hearing is you should be really good at this Name Five Things game. I probably could be. I mean, you just seen my skills. Yeah. At work. Yeah, that was fun. Let's let's get it. Let's do it. <laughs> Before you do a thing. Um I have two things. Oh, okay. Go. Yeah. Thing one, I I read I read this online where everything comes from that we consume now. And I want to do it. We're still, what, like six weeks out, maybe not quite six weeks out, um, from April Fool's. There is a thing that we celebrate in this country, and I'm sure other countries, called April Fool's Day. Okay, yeah. I'm sure it's not just a localized USA. uh, Agreed. That's why I said, and probably other countries. Let's just go ahead and call it the world. Okay. And Everybody celebrates April 1st. It, and as a matter of fact, just like a week and a half ago, the leaf said to me, hey, do you remember last year for that day? I can't remember what it's called, where you trick people. And I said, just keep going because I'm not sure where she was going with this. And she said, and our neighbor told her daughter that she made brownies and they were on the table for breakfast. And I, okay, yeah, I remember our neighbor cut used brown construction paper and cut out a bunch of letter E's and put them <laughs> on the table so that when she woke up her five-year-old, she tricked her five-year-old and said, there's brownies on the table for breakfast. There was brown E's on the table for breakfast. Yeah. That's April Fool's Day. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Leaf. I remember. So I read a thing that this guy said every year for April Fool's Day, he brings in some kind of a snack donuts or rice crispy treats or some cupcakes and he does nothing to them and sets them out to share for everybody and everybody's real sketch like what did you do yeah i want to do that that is hilarious i want to bring in homemade cupcakes or cookies or something on april fool's day and have and do nothing to them and have everybody go Okay, what's the trick? I mean, the the thing you have to put on it is you have to put happy Happy April April Fool's Fool's Day. Day. Yeah. With just a plate of regular cookies. cookies. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Everybody's going to be sketch over that. I know. And I love it. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) But I also read a thing like the category was, you know, how to fuck with people, whatever. That's my life. Is when this guy was like, when I go over to people's houses, I rearrange things in their fridge. Okay. Oh, I want to do that. I just want to walk over. I want to do it in front of them too. Like I want to go to somebody's house and like when we're in the kitchen, I want to get into their fridge and just start moving stuff around and like look for things and then walk away, not take anything out of it with them like. What what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> what? what? What do you what, mean? What do you mean? Yeah. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. <laughs> you moved stuff around in my fridge. Yeah. And? <laughs> that sounds hilarious, right? Yeah, it does to us. But, I mean, that could be mildly, um, like, the, somebody be, like, pretty upset about that. You did that. Especially if you're not. Um... You know what? Then don't invite me over to your house. <laughs> Well, if you do, do you have front door rights with those, with the people, you know? Oh, I know what you're saying. Refrigerator rights. Yeah. Yeah. Like, are we close enough that I can go get into your fridge? Because if you have refrigerator rights, then yeah. Oh, geez. I want to say there's probably only one person in my life that I would not feel comfortable just getting into their fridge. 
Yeah. So if you don't, if you don't know them well enough to have that level, then I also just project my relationship onto people. You have to be, hi, we're new friends. And just so you know, we're close enough that I'm going to get into your fridge. Yeah, correct. Yeah, that's part of that. And I think people open up to us more because of that level of, you know, we're all inclusive. and. Yeah, if I don't want to get into your fridge, I just won't come over to your house. I don't (laughs) care how often you invite me. Yeah, so if, you know, if we are, if we like you, and then, yeah, we just essentially assume that, yeah, we... we, You're my new best friend. We're we're best friends, and I can... We do everything together. I'm going to come over to your house and put my feet on your couch and, and, like, kick up and just turn on the TV and just start watching The Simpsons. (laughs) (laughs) We have a friend that did that, though. Like, we had people over, and our friend sat in, like, the big loungy chair and kicked off his shoes and put his feet up over the arm of the chair, and he's, like, took the remote of the TV. I'm like, yes. Yes, you do you, buddy. You're in my living room, and I want you to do you. Yeah. Yeah, that is exactly what I want, though. (laughs) Yeah, agreed. I mean, we want that, but I don't know if other people, you know, that's probably a point, you know, of contention for them. They walk in like, whoa, look at this dude. He just come in like he just owns the place. Then why did you invite me over? Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm done. You can do your thing now. Okay. So I had a work thing last week. And um, one, uh, we had a friend reach out and say that when I do when I do stories that are personal stories, I uh, I am, am slow and it's hard to follow the stories because we we're cryptic because we're cryptic. Yeah, and we uh, agree with that. And um, I think we can solve this by start starting to use Johnny McGillicuddy. Yes. More. So maybe if we're talking about stories about Johnny McGillicuddy, then maybe Johnny McGillicuddy essentially means us. All right. Well, Johnny McGillicuddy isn't us. Johnny McGillicuddy is our friend. Yes. Yeah. You are you and I am me. Yes. And Johnny's Johnny. Okay. So Johnny McGillicuddy was at work the other day and uh, Johnny McGillicuddy had a review a uh just a yearly salary review like oh okay it was his anniversary of hire per se yeah Yeah. correct and and some places have just yearly like this is the time we do this yearly review it's going to happen every day at this 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 time in this particular time frame whatever you know so um during johnny's review he got um his his boss was like they his he always had a good relationship with his boss and and you always have good conversations and you always felt on the up and up and uh this was not was no different this review was no different but his boss came to him and um you always had uh johnny always has a um level of understanding that his boss told him that whenever something's messed up I'm just going to tell you it's messed up and we're going to fix it and move on. So we had Johnny has that level of talking with, um, with his, his boss. They're on that level. So when, when things are broke, they, they attack it. Um, in this particular one, uh, Johnny's boss came to him and said, Hey, you were doing a thing kind of wrong. And you've been doing it for a couple months. And um, we don't know that we see it now. But, I mean, there for a while, it was pretty uh, relevant. So, um, Johnny went back home and and, uh, reflected on those words. Um, And it was true. Like, after, you know, you step back and, and think about it. And you're like, oh, shit. Like, that... That was real. Like, that, I was, uh, you know, Johnny felt real resentful for things that were going on. And, uh, in, in subsequently, like, he wants to go apologize. Like, ah, shit. Like, wait a minute. You're wrong. Uh, when you're wrong, you want to go apologize, right? Okay. Yeah. So I, like, I, not me, Johnny. <laughs> 
<laughs> he thought about all these things and says, wait a minute, it's time. Um, maybe I should go back and, and just go talk to everybody. Oh, wait a minute. I recognize that this was wrong. I did this wrong. I, I, I think I need to say, I'm sorry. I don't know. One, I think I'm overthinking it. Is Johnny overthinking yes, it? Yes, Johnny, 100%. I think that Johnny is overthinking it. I do not know that this is a case where going and apologizing is worth spending the time to do. My opinion is that this is not one of those scenarios where Johnny needs to apologize. I appreciate the fact that Johnny is sorry for his or her actions. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure that there was anything that was specifically one-on-one personal there. Yes. It was just an overall demeanor at work. Yes. And... It was pointed out as a defect. And, uh, and it was wasn't... also pointed out that not faulted for that defect. Like yes. that defect was understood. Yes, correct. And yeah. that's part of the reason why it wasn't addressed like on the spot. Right. Like why it was came back and said like, hey, right. you know, Johnny, you've been doing this for a while. You know, here, here's, we understand why you're doing it. And, uh, you know. We're glad that it's over. We're glad that it's over. Um, I don't think that Johnny needs to apologize. Yes, but it's also pretty obvious like it was wrong. That action, that that those times, the interaction I had with those people, I was, sorry, Johnny was angry. <laughs> You're so bad at this. Yeah. Okay. So we teach this lesson to our children in that every action has a consequence. Yes. Whether it be a positive consequence or a negative consequence. People always think consequences mean a bad thing. Not necessarily. Yeah. That reaction is a consequence. Sometimes mm. it's a positive thing. So, yes, the the actions that Johnny had bore negative consequences. Mm-hmm. But these negative consequences do not constitute personal apologies yes so i actually found a listicle of course you did (laughs) that talks about i'm Um, sure that johnny is really going to appreciate this listicle um so this listicle is from fastcompany.com uh four times you should not apologize only four including when it's your fault (laughs) i'm gonna be very strict here okay uh, first, when you're asking for the floor, um, some people apologize right before they're about to speak. Speak up. Maybe that's uh, maybe that's when you're interjecting to a point into a conversation. Sorry if I could just add something or responding to somebody. I mean, oh, excuse me. I'd like to point out that you know, but that's exactly what you're sorry. But what exactly are you sorry for or needed to be excused for? Okay, so no, I don't agree with that because this is why. If it's not your turn to talk, you don't apologize and interject. You just keep your mouth shut. Mm -hmm. It's it's a false apology is what that is. I understand like you don't need to apologize. Just make the interjection. No, you don't always need to make the interjection. Yeah, when it's not your turn to talk, and it's not your it's turn to talk. Your, it's manners is what mm. that apology is in there. That apology is good manners. If you're trying to be a gentleman or a lady mm. or a uh, uh, polite human being. So in my opinion, because mine is the one that matters, <laughs> the apology there is acceptable <laughs> only if you're allowed to interject in the first place. Okay. Uh, so number two, when you're feeling unsure of yourself. Agreed. You do not have to apologize when you're feeling unsure of yourself. Please proceed. <laughs> you don't want to talk about that. No, I mean like you can read the little blurb. Whether or not you're consciously aware of it, this type of knee-jerk apology conveys the sense that you aren't living up to others' expectation or have failed in some other way. 
the person who arrives late to a meeting or in breathlessly says, I'm sorry I'm late, may be well, well-intended, but sharing that thought delivers a negative and distracting message. Uh, no, I'm not so sure I agree with it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I thought it was more like, um, I'm sorry to be the one to tell you this, but you have a big hole in the back of your shirt. I mean, yeah. And it's... I mean, it, there, there's more to the article. They get into that. You, you know. never read past that first couple <laughs> sentences, so we <laughs> don't know that. There's always moments that make you feel vulnerable and want to ask for forgiveness. There's always those moments. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, but you don't necessarily need to, Hey, I'm sorry that I'm asking you for a hug right now, but I could really use a hug right now. Those are the times when you don't need to apologize. It's okay. Ask for the hug. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be unsure of yourself, but it's nice that you're asking instead of just taking a hug. Number three, when you're about to deliver a zinger. Uh, I think I might need you to elaborate, please. You might be tempted to apologize before delivering bad news, but that will only intensify the negativity and, even worse, swallowing up whatever notes of empathy which with which you are trying to moderate. For example, in the statement like, I'm sorry to tell you the customer didn't like the idea we pitched. The news that all that work ended up being rejected will totally overpower the softer-sounding preface. Say Sometimes saying sorry in these tough situations can even backfire when you say, I'm sorry to tell you that we downsized our company or downsized our group. That sounds compassionate for you might even ring false to your other to your team members. Okay, so that's like what I said before about that. I'm sorry to tell you you got a big hole in the back of your shirt. Yeah. Um I I don't know, like if you're genuinely sorry about it, it's okay for you to say those words. People are going to hear what they want to hear. You can't control that. So, if you want to apologize because that's how you feel or that's in the script that you're given, it's okay to do so. <laughs> and the last one here, and this is probably the the, the one that this really is the one I want yeah. you to get to. When it's your fault, you should apologize when it's your fault. Sometimes you really have done something wrong that clearly warrants an apology, and in those situations, by all means, take responsibility. But saying sorry might not always be the best way to do that. Suppose you know you. You would not be able to t- to meet a deadline you'd initially set. A project is just taking longer than you'd expected. Should you say to your boss, "I'm sorry, I won't be able to, I won't have that presentation ready on Tuesday like I promised." Maybe not. There's certainly incumbent upon you to explain that you won't be able to meet your commitment. But don't miss your opportunity to deliver that news as positively as you can. I know we discussed having that presentation ready to by Tuesday, but there's been some critical information that won't be available until Monday, and I'd really like to include it. So my goal is to have the presentation to the uh, by to you by the end of the week. How does that sound? This response is forward thinking and proactive. So. I'm okay with that. It's basically just in your wording. And yeah. that's fine. It's not that you're necessarily at fault. Um, but that's also if there really is information that's not presentable to you until Monday and you want more time. Yeah. You know, like if you're just slacking, you should apologize. Look, I'm sorry. I didn't get this done. For whatever reason, give the reason because bosses want to know. Mm-hmm. But it's not okay to tell lies either. Yeah, I mean, but I spin stuff at work all the time, you know. Allegedly, <laughs> Johnny spins stuff at work all the time. Um, he's always telling. I'm like, I hey. have also seen Johnny work for eight hours on a Sunday to make sure that things are done. Yes, correct. 
Yeah, that's part of it too. But sometimes um, people want to hear, they don't want to hear like, oh, it's not. I'm a day late. Yeah, the, they want to hear that there was an extra thing added to this thing. So they now this is taking longer than we thought. Right. You know, um, that's what they want to hear. Right. Yeah, and ultimately, they just really, most of the time, they want to know when the stuff is going to be done. And they want you to be close to that time. You know, you say it's going to be due, done, done Tuesday. If you have it done Wednesday and somebody asks you Thursday, hey, is that thing done? Yeah, it was done Wednesday. Okay. Yeah, no problem. You know, so, but I think in my case where I'm, or sorry, in Johnny's case, where he's going, I suck at this. I really do. I know. <laughs> but in in Johnny's case, I don't know that going back to talk to all these people and like, hey, I, you know, Johnny uh, Johnny was angry during this time um, makes it any better or worse. You know, I actually probably think it makes it worse in that scenario. I heard a song. I want to do it. Are we at song part yet? Yeah. Do all the things. Do all the things you want to do. I heard a song on my drive to City Minor and I flipped out. I'm going, oh my gosh, I know this song. I can't believe I know this song. I haven't heard this song in so long and I'm singing the lyrics along with the song going, oh my goodness. So I have a song. Do you want to know when it's from? Yes. It's from 2000. Okay. It's not the best year ever. No. I can't, I can't find where it hit on the list, but... That's fine. Okay. Bartender, I really did it this time. Broke my parole to have a good time. When I got home, it was 6 a.m. The door was locked, so I kicked it in. She was tripping on the bills... I think she was high on some pills. She threw my shit out into the yard. Then she called me a bum and slapped me real hard. In my drunk stupor, I didn't. I did what I should have never done. Now I'm sitting here talking to you, drunk and on the run. It feels like um, it's a rock band. I'm sitting at a bar on the inside, waiting for my ride on the outside. Yeah. She broke my heart in the trailer park. So I jacked the keys to her fucking car, <laughs> crashed that piece of shit, and I stepped away. Yeah. And as soon as I heard that, like my heart filled up, <laughs> and I'm going, I remember. <laughs> did it touch you? It, it did. It, it feels touched like... me on the inside, <laughs> and it made me warm. I think that's Uncle Cracker. It's not, I hate Uncle Cracker. It's not Uncle Cracker. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, I know the song. Yeah. I, I know but what you song can't you're name it, that, can uh, you? Yeah, I cannot name it. It was like name. one hit wonder kind of a situation for yeah. us. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. Maybe, uh, maybe Kid Rock. But... Okay. So, no, I totally get you saying Kid <laughs> yeah. Rock. It's not. Um, the song's called Sitting at a Bar. The version we know. Uh-huh is by a band called Rehab. Okay. But it was originally, and this is what got me, like, I didn't know this. It was originally a Hank Williams Jr. song. And I flipped out, because, like, Hank Williams Jr.'s coming on my Pandora. What the heck is this? Uh I don't know any Hank Williams Jr. And it's that song. I'm going, oh, my gosh, I know this song. Why do I know this song? It was because of the band Rehab. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's not crazy. People are always remaking oh, yeah, music yeah, yeah, yeah. all the time. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I knew what song you were you were doing there. So, um, there's something to be said about that. <laughs> do you want to do your song since no. mine sucked? No, yours did suck, but that's okay. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I'm gonna listen to it once we get off the podcast. <laughs> Thank you, friends. Thank you so much for finding us. We're so grateful that you are spending your time where wherever you find yourself right now. We're we're grateful that you're spending that time with us. It just means the world to us. Um, please make sure you're going. We uh, summer of love really means a lot to us, and um, we want it to mean a lot to you. So please go um, talk to our friends at Tailgate Caravan. Um, stop at uh, at my love sign. Um, 
uh, myloveside.com, my the Matt Wadley Love Foundation. Um, please help them, support them. Um, and then, of course, at the end of the year, make sure you, um, you're you going to be there at the Gorge Day 2 uh, We're due for our live podcast event like that's happening live live we are going to be live and we're going to put on a uh hopefully we're gonna put on a show hopefully we'll put on a show i think i'm gonna try to do some stand-up comedy isn't that what we're doing now (laughs) maybe maybe some improv yeah (laughs) that's gonna go over real well with a bunch of dmv yeah (laughs) <laughs> um, but thank you. Please go go find that stuff and, and talk to those people. That summer of love thing just means the world to us. Uh, and of course, DMB on demand. Go go to the store. Uh, limited time only. Go go get your shirt, uh, your shut up I love you shirt. And um, it, it would mean a lot to us to see to see some people wearing that shirt. Um, and uh, thank you for being you. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I always say thank you when I get lost in what yeah, I'm Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, I would like to thank some people. I would like to thank Team Music and Team Sound and Team Tech for all the things that you do because what you do makes what we do fun. And I would also like to tell our friends to try three because one of us is just not enough. And three is not a crowd. <laughs> Let's go ahead and hashtag try three. <laughs> try three of them, yeah. <laughs> and tell your friends about us. My friends are your friends. Your friends are my friends. We want to all be friends. Friends tell friends. Yeah. All the fun things. Nothing helps us grow our audience more than friends tell friends. Thank you. <laughs> Just cannot say thank you to you. And um, special thank you to you, Rachel, for a lovely week. Um, I'm just grateful that I am alert at this hour. <laughs> we love all our friends. And that means you. And we hope you enjoy our podcast too. Don't believe anything we say. We're all bullshit today. Because we'll do us. And you do you. We love you.